Yo, what's up? You're listening to the Keeping It Raw podcast. And this is 2020. And I have a simple proposition here. I'm here to ask you for your help. Where I come from, you don't get far unless you ask. My name's Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Look me over. If you like what you see, help out. If not, vote for the other guy. Give me a look, though, okay? What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. This is Keeping It Raw. I am Raw. And today we are looking at who is Joe Biden? Who is Joe Biden? Former vice president of the United States, former senator from the first state of Delaware. He is probably the most charismatic politician to ever exist. Most charismatic, only second only to President Bill Clinton in terms of charisma. Now, here's a clip from the 70s after Joe Biden won his Senate seat in which you can sense his charisma. In this clip, he's on a panel to discuss uh, campaign finance reform, uh, specifically contributions that people can make towards a person's campaign to make it more feasible for anybody to run for a public office. And, Senator, I'm sure that, that you would agree that, that your service in the Senate up to this point has, has not reflected any particular concern for the larger contributors. Well, the fortunate thing is I didn't have many larger contributors, and the only reason... See, I went to the big guys for the money. I was ready to prostitute myself in the, man, in the manner in which I talk about it. But what happened was they said, come back when you're 40, son. And so I had to go out. So I had to go to a number of small contributors. Well, I, I, I think we're all grateful, son, and you didn't take no for an answer. <laughs> Now, that charisma has landed him in a lot of trouble, but it has also served a purpose for him. For instance, he was one of the youngest U.S. senators ever elected to the Senate. But more recently, it's caused much more gaffes, specifically with personal space with women and an overconfidence for public speaking uh, combined with a natural cognitive decline. Biden went to law school, was married, had three children, and while in law school, it was well known that he plagiarized at least five papers and had to repeat courses. Later, in 1988, the plagiarism resurfaced, specifically as he ran for president of the United States in his first run in 1988. They came out with a clip after clip of Joe Biden plagiarizing the speeches of Robert Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, and a British politician. Here are some of those clips. But this standard is not a measure of how we can evaluate the condition of our society. It cannot measure the health of our children, the quality of our education, the joy of their play. Yet the gross national product does not allow for the health of our children, the quality of their education, or the joy of their play. Let us pledge that our generation of Americans will pay any price, bear any burden, accept any challenge and meet any hardship to secure the blessings of prosperity and the promise of opportunity for our children. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. And I started thinking as I was coming over here, why is it that Joe Biden is the first in his family ever to go to a university? Why am I the first connect 
in a thousand generations to be able to get the university. Why is it that my wife who's sitting out there in the audience is the first in her family to ever go to college? Why is Glenis the first woman in her family in a thousand generations to be able to get the university? No, it's not because they weren't as smart. It's not because they didn't work as hard. It's because they didn't have a platform upon which to stand. Does anybody really think that they didn't get what we had because they didn't have the talent or the strength or the endurance or the commitment? Of course not. It was because there was no platform upon which they could stand. Joe Biden, after graduating law school in 1968, had a job for six months. Six months before he ran for a county council seat and won. He served for two years as county councilman and then ran to be the U.S. Senator. His ambitions were high. Biden has always considered himself a devout Catholic, but the bishop of his hometown barred him from attending, and the bishop from his church barred him from speaking, all because of his support for abortion rights. Taken from his Wikipedia page, Biden said life begins at conception, but would not impose his religious views on others. Bishop Saltarelli had previously said of stances like Biden's, no one would accept this statement from any public servant. I am personally opposed to human slavery and racism, but will not impose my personal conviction in the legislative arena. Likewise, none of us should accept this statement from any public servant. I am personally opposed to abortion, but will not impose my personal conviction in the legislative arena. Basically calling him a hypocrite. Today, the Bidens are worth over $9 million. And you're probably thinking, of course, he's been a politician his whole life. He's worked six months of his whole life. Of course, he's going to be worth $9 million. Now, when he started off in the U.S. Senate, after he's had only about six months of actual real-life work, <laughs> as a lawyer, if you would, uh, he uh, made uh, $74,000 a year when he was first elected. Now, that got bumped up, of course, throughout the years. I think it ended around... Um, $174,000. I think it's $100,000 more a year uh, now. But when he became uh, vice president, it got bumped up even higher. So all of his wealth, where does it come from? It comes from uh, his post-vice presidency. So he would do speaking gigs, of course. He had a book deal. Uh, specifically, his gigs, he would charge no less than $100,000 a speaking engagement but the bulk of their millions comes from a book deal. Now, there have been eight women that have come forward with allegations against Joe Biden. Uh, eight women said that he has either touched them inappropriately or invaded their personal space in a matter in which they felt uncomfortable. Tara Reid, who is the only person that has come out to say that he sexually assaulted her, did so and told friends and family uh, immediately after it happened and uh, has received a lot of backlash as a result of it. Now, in the Me Too movement, in the Me Too climate, arena, era, whatever you want to call it, 
Um, there are many that say, <laughs> believe the accuser. And there are many that say, I need proof. And typically what you see with politics is that it depends on who the person is, who has the allegations against them. That's going to determine your stance on the whole subject. Uh, the problem, though, of course, being that you can never find the truth when it's been decades later. But I always believe governing, quite frankly, life for that matter, is about connecting, about connecting with people. That will change, but I will be more mindful and respectful of people's personal space. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Is it a good thing, Joe? Is it? Thank you for telling us that. Thank you for telling us it's a good thing. Now, you'll notice that ever since Joe Biden has refused to apologize, he acknowledges what he did and how he makes people feel, but he never apologized. And so since he refused to apologize and address it, uh, the media has backed off of Donald Trump allegations. The media does not mention these things ever. Now, the second biggest error among Joe Biden's history has to do with race. Race is the biggest error that he has made his entire political career. Now, I don't have just words. I have actions. See, when it comes to words, Joe Biden said that the L.A. commissioner prior to the Rodney King fiasco, that the L.A. commissioner was the best. He said, man, I would never replace you. You are doing such a great job. After Rodney King's incident, he said, that man needs to be fired. Fire that man. Now, this is what Joe Biden said he did regarding civil rights. When I was 17 years old, like many of you, I participated in sit-ins to desegregate the restaurants and movie houses of Wilmington, Delaware. I come out of the civil rights movement. I was one of those guys that sat in and marched and all that stuff. But this is the truth, and he apologized. During the 60s, I was, in fact, very concerned about the civil rights movement. I was not an activist. I worked at an all-black swimming pool in the east side of Wilmington, Delaware. I was involved. I was involved in what, what they were thinking, what they were feeling. I was involved, but I was not out marching. I was involved in what they were thinking. I was concerned about what they were thinking, but I wasn't out marching. I was not an activist. Joe Biden has recently been telling voters that he was once arrested trying to see Nelson Mandela in South Africa in the 1970s when he was already a sitting U.S. senator. This day, 30 years ago, Nelson Mandela walked out of prison and entered into discussions about apartheid. I had the great honor of meeting him. I had the great honor of being arrested with our U.N. ambassador on the streets of Soweto trying to get to see him on Robbins Island. I came back from South Africa trying to see Nelson Mandela and getting arrested for trying to see him on Robbins Island. He, he was in prison. But tonight, the New York Times reviewed all available records and can't find any evidence of that arrest actually happening. It's weird because... You remember first, he falsely claimed that he marched with civil rights activists. And now we have this. 
it's the guy is trying to impress so much the black vote that next he's gonna say i was there when king t'challa did the trial by combat i looked killmonger in the face and told him come on man cut the malarkey let black panther be whoever he wants to be as i put my arms on his shoulders and whisper you got this man you got this man Go ahead, King T'Challa. Go ahead and do it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but the biggest fiasco comes from the 90s as a result of the riots in L.A. and as a result of uh, Rodney King's uh, public uh, beating by white police officers, uh, he decided that he was going to take the side of the police officers. Yes, this is true. This is fact. This is... Joe Biden continuing to be on the wrong side of history. That's what this is. And as a result, he authored the crime bill of 1994. The crime bill that has incarcerated more black men than any other bill. Than any other law. This bill incarcerated and left more families struggling and left more families susceptible to a failure this failure in criminal justice history known as the crime bill of 1994 authored by the presidential candidate of the democratic party of 2020 joe biden this is truth this is fact this is who this man is and now he's trying to write all the wrong done by his own bill super predators they called black men and now they say if you don't vote for me you're not black i will it's a long way until november we got more questions you got more questions but i tell you if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or trump and you ain't black Biden, for years, has been known for gas. It's been well known that he embarrassed Obama. He said when he was a kid, he had a stutter. And because of what many now consider a cognitive decline, his fierce supporters say that his stutter comes back whenever the 78-year-old is tired. 78 years old, making him the oldest president ever if he's elected. He would be the oldest. He's, he'd be older than Trump. He'd be older than Ronald Reagan. He'd be older than Dwight Eisenhower, than FDR, than George Washington. Older than all these guys. Now, he recently picked Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. I'm sorry, I said it wrong. Kamala Harris uh, to be his vice presidential pick. And a lot of people have things to say about that. You know, whether it's good, it's good for black people, it's good for women, it's good for black women. It doesn't matter. I personally don't care. You can pick whoever you want to pick. I say as long as it's your pick, then go with it. Everybody knows that John McCain didn't pick Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin uh, for John McCain, I, you got to pick your pick. Uh, you can't back somebody that that's that's just how I feel about it. So if Kamala Harris is his pick, then kudos. Uh, he wanted to pick a woman. He picked a woman. He wanted to pick a black person. He picked a black person, you know. And, uh, and so if it's his pick, go with it. The problem is that Kamala Harris uh, thinks much like Joe Biden does. 
And when I say that, I mean that he authored the 94 crime bill that incarcerated the most black men. And she ran the, uh, she was the attorney general for San Francisco. The problem with that is that she incarcerated a lot of black people too. She incarcerated single mothers in poverty. She said to single mothers who had kids that were skipping school, if your kids keep skipping school, you're going to get locked up. It seems, honestly, it seems like a pretty good threat. But to actually do it is something else. She stood by her record so much that she refused to exonerate people who deserved it. She'd lock somebody up and refuse to give the defense key evidence. She refused to test DNA samples years later that would exonerate these men that were locked up. You're going to lock them up for rape or for robbery, for whatever it is, and then they can prove their innocence by DNA testing and you block that? Why would anybody block? I feel like you should have that in order to <laughs> in order to lock somebody up in the first place. In order to convict somebody, you have to have DNA. You have to have some kind of proof. And she wouldn't do it just because she didn't want to mess up her clean record. Anyway, this is public knowledge. And this isn't supposed to be about Kamala Harris. This is supposed to be about Joe Biden and the inconsistencies. I mean, it was laws that he pushed that enabled somebody like Kamala Harris to be popular. But uh, that's what we have to deal with now. So um, this I, I, I initially wanted this to be an unbiased view on Joe Biden. But the more I looked into it, the least likely it was that it was going to be an unbiased view of him. I just I with his cognitive decline, I just don't see it happening Uh and uh, at the point that this show is being recorded and will be released, none of the, n- the debates will happen. And that's an interesting point. So Joe Biden and Donald Trump in a debate, of course, everybody feels like Joe Biden should not do the debate. Even Nancy Pelosi came out and said, I think that there should be no debates. And most people feel like she and most Democrats take that stance because everybody is well aware of Joe Biden's uh, cognitive decline. And it's like, listen, if he goes out there and speaks from the cuff, there's no way this is going to work. There is no way that Trump isn't going to mop the floor with this guy. There is no way that's going to happen. And I mean, I'll, I'll play you a clip of Joe Biden in his prime to let you know that Joe Biden has been a great debater. Uh, but Joe Biden now, if he can't, if he can't key into that, if he can't harness that old Joe Biden, then uh, I don't see it happening. So here's a clip of him doing really well in a debate. Biden and Paul Ryan came ready to rumble. Ryan, the intense young gun. Biden, the wily elder statesman who grinned like an old possum as he listened to Ryan's attacks, then came right back at him, Biden style. With all due respect, that's a bunch of malarkey. It got heated. It got testy. That's a $3,200 benefit cut. That didn't what we're happen. saying, more people signed these are up. from your own more, actuaries. More, blah, blah, blah. more people signed up for Medicare Advantage after what, the change. What they're no, saying. Nobody is Mr. Vice President. Down. 
And what a contrast. Throughout the debate, Biden smiled, smirked, grinned, and cackled. To make up for lost ground. Okay, maybe not. But the same sentiment goes to both these old white men politicians. As they go into the debates, one piece of advice is do not, as charismatic as you are, freestyle. Then there's Iraq, where the former vice president says he only voted for the war because the Bush administration tricked him. I made a mistake. I said it 14 years ago. I trusted George Bush to keep his word. He said he was not going to go into Iraq. Except Biden was calling for war with Saddam Hussein in 1998. The only way we're going to get rid of Saddam Hussein, and it's going to require guys like you in uniform to be back on foot in the desert taking the son of a, the uh, taking Saddam down. He also says now that he opposed the Iraq war as soon as it started. From the moment shock and awe started, from that moment, I was opposed to the effort and I was outspoken. A complete fabrication. Here he is several months after the invasion began, praising both the war and George Bush. Some of my own party have said that it was a mistake to go to Iraq in the first place. But the cost of not acting against Saddam, I think, would have been much greater. The president of the United States is a bold leader and he is popular. Biden just lies. And if you think, well, you know, Donald Trump lies too, and that's true, Donald Trump does lie. If you think that Joe Biden is the safe candidate compared to Trump just because Donald Trump also lies, you're wrong. You're lying to yourself. I've heard uh, some people are going to vote for Trump again just because uh, we know what we're getting. Why go with Joe Biden, who has a history of lying and has been in politics all these years, uh, if he's going to be really no better than Trump? And so you come down to the simple uh, decision of uh, evil versus evil, uh, the better of two evils. uh, How are we going to proceed? And uh, the decision for most people is clear. There are some independents. Sure, I'm an independent myself. And that's probably something that independents do. (laughs) I think independents are very well uh, versed in letting people know that they're an independent. (laughs) Anyway, that is going to do it for this show. Uh, Who is Joe Biden? But thank you for listening to the show. And uh, actually, listen up. I need a studio name for the show. A studio name in which uh, the name will be uh, announced every episode, uh, keeping it raw from John Doe Studios, keeping it raw from uh, CNN headquarters, keeping it raw from uh, Fox News uh, Studios in New York, you know, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, uh, I do need a studio name. And so... Uh, What you can do is I started a Patreon page in which you can support the show. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash keeping it raw, that's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash keeping it raw, just like the show name. And uh, yeah, you can find ways to support the show. But this is keeping it raw. Yo, what's up? You're listening to the Keeping It Raw podcast.